Section 36 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian Keenan. Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1, Section 36. Monday, 21. I am kept in peace. Preached twice yesterday, and met the society. J. Hartley is sick. I see there is no way like prayer for the life of my own soul. Some lazy, backsliding people among us are gone after the Nicolites. Let them go, for they were become as salt that had lost its savor. We want no such people. I preached at the drawbridge to about two hundred people. Spoke on, Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Was clear and searching. Mr. Blank, who has been a man much in pursuit of the world, and who was condemned by our friends in his conduct, rose up after I had done, and said, He was the man pointed at, and desired another hearing. Tuesday, 22. Rode to Andrew Purden's, had about sixty people, and spoke on Luke eleven twenty-eight. Blessed are they that hear the word of God, and keep it. Met the class. John Beecham and Dr. Bonus both professed sanctification. I hope it is so. The society is much increased, but all is not gold that shines. Wednesday, 23. I wrote to Shaw's, it came up cold and snowed, had about fifty people, a solid society, tender, and in a measure faithful. I have been much in haste these two days, had but little time for prayer and private duties. But I take mornings and nights, and am resolved that if not in the day, I will have it at night and morning. I was tried in getting off, called at two of the friends' houses, and had prayer, and had my trials also. Spoke at Shaw's on First John three ten, Felt warm in spirit, although I suffered on the road with cold. Have read but little, but am laboring for souls. Thursday 24 rode ten miles out and ten miles in to Joseph Wyatt's, about two hundred people. A very cold day. Spoke on Titus two eleven to the end. Was much let out and kept in peace all day. Friday 25. A day of fasting and rest. Sorely tempted. This made me think that had I gone to preach, or to town and met class, it would not have been the case so I must for the future be more employed, for this is the will of God concerning me. This morning I read the Testament, and had a good time in general this week, but, oh, the workings of heart I labor under. Have spent much time in prayer night and morning. I am much let out at such times. Saturday, 26. Rode to Boyer's and met society. Most of the hearers present met in class spoke as searching as possible, and gave an exhortation. The people were much stirred up. At night I was greatly engaged in prayer. Sunday, 27. Spoke from Luke 11, 24-27. There were many people and a good time. I showed how the devil is cast out, and how he returns. Then rode to Dover, and came in just as church was ended. I preached with great labor on Acts 24:25. Some had eaten and drank more than enough, and were fit to go to sleep. 
but the greater part were attentive. But, oh, what a continual burden have I to come and preach here. Went home with Lawyer Bassett, a very conversant and affectionate man, who, from his own acknowledgments, appears to be sick of sin. His wife is under great distress. A gloom of dejection sits upon her soul. She prayeth much, and the enemy takes an advantage of her low state. Monday, 28. I rode to Shaw's, spoke at three o'clock, on Acts 28, 28. I was blessed with a calm, sweet frame, and had great ease and freedom in my soul and subject. An attentive congregation. I feel a peculiar love to these people, and expect if Mr. Bassett ever comes to God, he is to preach. I have been kept in peace, and am ready to think sometimes God has saved me from all sin, properly so called. Satan made one sudden stroke at me, but I looked to God. Last Sunday morning I was drawn out in prayer, and felt the effect in a particular manner in preaching at Boyer's. The word went like fire. A little of it in the evening, but there is so much pride, and so much of unbelief in the Dover people, that a man needs the faith and power of Stephen to bear up and speak to them. Tuesday, 29. Road to Scotton's had about fifty people. They were disappointed in expecting me the day before, and I was misinformed. I spoke with liberty on First Timothy 1, 5. The roads were bad, beyond my expectation. I rode on horseback, returned to Shaw's, took dinner, heard of freeborn garrisons being put in jail in Dorset. So Satan has stretched his chain. But this shall work for good. Spent a night with Mr. McGaw, had great satisfaction in conversing with him, relative to his having a closer connection with us. Wednesday, March 1, 1780 Rode twelve miles to the chapel. Four or five miles the roads were so bad that I was obliged to get out of the carriage and walk. I came late, and much fatigued. Spoke on Matthew five sixteen, Let your light so shine before men. Spoke freely, and was blessed. The work revives here, and over in Queen Anne's County, a few miles distant from this. Through bad roads with difficulty, I rode to Fathead's Mills. Stayed that night. Could not get to Choptank. Thursday, too. Heard of Mr. Peterkin's death. He died last night. I came to his house and went to Thomas White's. Find it is a fact that Brother Gerritsen was put into jail last Sunday. Friday, 3. Rose between 4 and 5 o'clock, and prayed some time. Have begun reading Robertson's History of Scotland in two volumes. Went to Stradley's, spoke on Revelation 3, 20, with liberty. Met class, came back, and spoke a few words to the people, who were met to put the remains of James Peterkin in the ground. At the repeated solicitations of Mrs. M. White, I attended those old people in life and death. Saturday 4. I wrote to Petticord and Cromwell, and have appointed Joshua Dudley for Dorset. He is qualified by law. Rested and read Robertson's first volume. Oh, what treachery and policy attendeth courts! And how does court policy, without design, give way to a reformation? This has been the case in England and Scotland. Sunday 5. I went to church and heard Mr. Neal preach a good sermon on, Oh, that they were wise! 
I preached at Edward White's on Micah 6, 6 through 8. The subject was too labored for the congregation, yet searching, and the people were solemn. Monday 6. I was kept close in reading the first volume of the History of Scotland, and was kept in quiet. In the morning I rode to Brother Gerritsen to comfort him under his imprisonment. Tuesday 7. A rainy day, but went to my appointment. There were a few people. I spoke on Ephesians 1, 8, 9, and had great liberty. I think a certain person here that has been a high churchwoman will yet be a Methodist. Called at Vincent Dorothy's, took dinner, talked and prayed with the family. I am to preach at his house. Wednesday 8. I rose at five and began reading in Mr. Wesley's notes on the Acts of the Apostles. This day I visited the widow Cox, who has nearly lost her reason. She was pleased to see me, and showed some tenderness and intervals of reason, though I had but little satisfaction with her. Lectured on Jeremiah three fifteen through 19 and was blessed. Came back to Thomas White's. Thursday 9. I am under a gloomy heaviness through manifold temptations. Read Mr. Wesley's notes on the Epistle to the Romans. Some of his sentiments I have adopted, and thought them my own. Perhaps they are not, for I may have taken them first from him. Prayed often, and shut myself up. I find meditating on past unfaithfulness humiliating, but I must go on. Pondering my ways so much dejects and weakens my faith. Lord, keep me. Keep me, gracious Lord, and never let me go. I met class at night, though none but the White's families. It was made a blessing, and made me examine my own heart. Friday 10. I rose between four and five o'clock, spent some time in private prayer and with the families, read Mr. Wesley's notes on First Corinthians, and ended the reading of the second book of Kings, in my reading in course the Bible through. Tomorrow I am to go down into the northwest fork, where I am told the Lord revives his work. In the evening was unwell, and went to bed early. Saturday 11. Rose under some exercise of soul, set off for the fork about eleven o'clock, stopped at Brother Gosley's, fed my horse, and heard of the severity used to Brother Gerritsen in Cambridge jail, and that they would not let the people come to speak with him. All this shall work for good, and we will rejoice that we are counted worthy to suffer for righteousness' sake. Found it bad traveling. When I came into by-roads, my horse nearly overset, but with difficulty came to White Browns, and was blessed in praying with and speaking to the family. Sunday 12. Rode to Turpins, and fear something is the matter here. I cannot preach with freedom, and am not happy. Spoke on Ezekiel 18, 19, in light and liberty, and as searching as I well could. Monday 13. Received a letter from Brother Gerritsen. His enemies are softened towards him. I think the Lord will deliver me yet from all evil. I heard Cromwell was put in jail, but did not credit it. I labored to be more spiritual, and to be holy in heart and life. I rode to John Cannon's, and spoke on John 1, 8, 9, had liberty. There were about a hundred people, and some little stir. 
one of the sons has a religious frenzy. He was panic-struck and prayed some hours. He kneeled down in time of preaching. He may be sincere and come to something. Rode to Morgan Williams's, met Brother Lowry, now rejoicing in God, his backslidings healed, and his soul restored. Received another letter from Brother Gerritsen, wherein he informs me the people want to get rid of him, and that they are not so cruel to him as formerly, nor to the people who visit him. Tuesday, 14. Rose in peace, spent near an hour in retirement, and was blessed. Read some chapters in the Bible. My soul is kept in peace. Glory be to God. I wrote to Philip Rogers, and spent my time till noon in reading, writing, and prayer. Wednesday, 15. Brother Gerritsen expects to come out of jail by the favor of the Governor and Council of Maryland, in spite of his foes. So the Lord works for us. In Somerset they are using some of Bishop Warburton's works against Mr. Wesley and Mr. Whitefield. I was much blessed in speaking at Spencer Hitch's on Titus 3, 2-8, to nearly two hundred serious people. Their prejudices wear off. It is to be observed, bad as these people were, they never persecuted us, as they have done at some other places. It cannot be for our being falsely reported to be Tories, for in Somerset some of our greatest enemies are of that stamp. Thursday, 16. I have peace. Rose at five o'clock, read the scriptures, ended the first book of Chronicles. Last night I gave an exhortation. A young girl wept enough to break her heart. I hope she will seek the Lord. I am kept in faith, and feel my heart much melted and moved to poor opposers, and can pray for them as I do for myself. Friday, 17. Rose at five o'clock, prayed, and read a while in an old author, who warmly attacks popery in its capital errors, and in a strong, argumentative manner, but is full of Greek and Latin quotations. I wrote to Johnstown, and from thence to William Laws met Freeborn Gerritsen, who came out of jail by order of the Governor and Council of Maryland, who had sent to the Governor of Delaware to know if F. Gerritsen were not a fugitive, and had received satisfactory information. Brother Gerritsen preached on Matthew 25:10, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. I spoke a few words after him. One, that the way some kept off conviction was by neglect of prayer. Two, some not uniform in prayer. Three, others never intended to give up all sin. Four, others rest in present attainments, and take pride in what God hath done for them, and fall away. And closed with an application suited to the cases and consciences of the people. Saturday, 18. Rose at four o'clock, and spent some time in prayer. Brother Gerritsen took my place and appointments. We drew some outlines for our conference while together. I preached at John Lewis's on John eight thirty-one through 37 and had great liberty, and more people than I expected, as it rained. Sunday, 19. Preached at Alexander Law's and spoke searchingly. The people were attentive. Some Presbyterians brought to think very seriously. I rode to William Laws and spoke on Second Thessalonians one seven through thirteen, had living liberty, 
and I hope not in vain. Monday 20. Rose early, rode an hour, and then rode twenty-four miles to Caleb Furby's to preach. Was late, but came before Caleb Boyer had done meeting the class. Spoke on John three twenty-four and felt quickenings. Went home with Waitman Skipple. He and Philip Barrett determined to go about the chapel, and to set it near the drawbridge. Tuesday, 21. Rode to Purden's and had many people. Spoke on Malachi 3, 16-18. Had much power in speaking. Then rode to Choptank to the funeral of James Peterkin and Elizabeth his wife, at Thomas White's. Wednesday, 22. Mr. McGaw preached the funeral sermon of J. and Elizabeth Peterkin, in Mr. White's barn. There were about four hundred people. I only stood as clerk. Joseph Cromwell gave an exhortation, pretty long and rough. Mr. Neal gave an exhortation. Mr. McGaw and myself returned to the baptizing the children. I have been collecting all the minutes of our conferences in America, to assist me in a brief history of the Methodists and an account of our principles. Thursday, 23. Rose early, have some trials among my friends. But it is all well, God is with me. Company is not agreeable at all times, but the will of the Lord be done, if he calls me to it. Good Friday, 24. A cloudy day. It began raining when I was a few miles on my way. I could not turn back. About eleven o'clock it cleared away. I came to the chapel. There were about forty people. Spoke on Isaiah fifty-three ten, then rode to Brother Shaw's, and was much blessed, as I always am in this family. I have deep and sore trials. The remembrance of them depresses my soul. Saturday, 25. Have peace of soul, but am not enough given up to God. I purpose to be more devoted to God in prayer and meditation. Rode to Boyer's and met the Society. The people appeared to be more alive to God than when I was here last. Preached on Second Timothy 2, 18, 19, and had much light and liberty. Sunday 26. Rode to church where we had a smooth, sensible discourse on 1 Peter 1, 3. I attended the communion communicants increase daily, for people get awakened by us. When this is the case, they go to the Lord's Supper. In the afternoon I preached, many flocked to hear, it being Easter Sunday. Spoke plainer than ever on Acts 17:18. Had enlargement of heart. The church minister was present. Monday 27. Called at the Reverend Mr. McGaw's, spent an hour, changed books and sentiments, and came off to Mrs. Beecham's, then to Purden's, there were near two hundred people. Spoke on First Peter 1, 7-12. Was blessed, and felt some things I spoke. Nothing but hard trials could make me speak so. Tuesday, 28. I wrote to Stradley's, and spoke on First Peter 3, 18, with great opening. Entered deep into the nature of Christ's sufferings, and some sublime truths of the gospel. Wednesday, 29. Spent what time I had to spare in transcribing from Robert Walker a part of one of his sermons to the preachers, and put it in my selections. 
I went to preach at Vincent Dorothy's and spoke on Luke 24, 25, 26. Made a faithful discharge of truth to the people. They were attentive. I have been very much exercised in mind. The time for leaving this place draws nigh. Never was confinement in one state, Delaware, so trying to me. Lord, help me, I am weak. At night I went to Edward White's and gave an exhortation. Was greatly troubled in mind. Thursday 30. I am going to Sussex on my way to the quarter meeting at the Fork. I fear there will be great commotions this summer. God only knows what the end of these things will be. But blessed are those people that are found watching. I lost my way and wandered into the swamp, and feared I must lie in the woods, but came to a friend's house, and then pushed on and reached Mr. Polk's about seven o'clock. Read a wonderful book against Methodists, but it will do no great harm. Friday, 31. Waked before three o'clock, though I did not go to bed till after ten o'clock. Was weather-bound, and read the second volume of Robertson's History of Scotland. The fate of unfortunate Mary Queen of Scots was affecting, and the admired Queen Elizabeth does not appear to advantage in the Scotch history. Prayed an hour this morning, and retired twice. Used abstinence, though not so severe as I commonly use on Fridays. Saturday, April 1, 1780. Rose about half-past three o'clock, and set out for Broad Creek. Was kept in peace all the way. When in temptation, I pray, and it flies. Came in about three o'clock, and found that the spirit of lying and fury reigned. I received a satisfactory letter from William Moore. He hopes a reconciliation will take place in Virginia, if healing measures are adopted. Sunday, too. Rose about six o'clock. I lay in a dark room, and was a little unwell. I am kept near to God, but under some dejection. I believe it was because the people of this house are not right toward God. Spoke today on Acts 28, 22. As for this sect, we know that everywhere it is spoken against. Spoke long and freely, but the people were not greatly moved. Preached in the afternoon at George Moore's on 1 Peter 4:18. If the righteous are scarcely saved, etc. And a blessing followed. Monday 3. Rose at 5 o'clock, spent some time in prayer, and my reading in course to the 23rd Psalm. Preached at Thomas Jones's to about 60 careless, ignorant people. Had very little comfort. Spoke from 2 Timothy 2:19. Read in the afternoon the appendix to the history of Scotland. I am in heaviness through the deadness of the people, and the lies of the wicked about us, of which there appear to be enough, and it does seem now as if they could freely shed our blood. Lord, give me faith and patience. The present state of things is, report, say they, and we will report it. Nothing can come amiss. All is fish that comes to the net. The wicked will say anything. Yes, all manner of evil against us. Tuesday 4 There came on rain, but I went to Gidding Bradley's. There were about forty people, though it rained rapidly. Spoke on Revelation 3.20, and was much blessed. Then returned to George Moore's. Wednesday 5 A snowy morning. 
rode to Levin Bacon's. There were about thirty people. I was led out to speak close to them, and some felt it to the heart. Thursday 6. Rode to Mr. Freeney's. I preached from Second Chronicles 7, 14, and was led, though with labor, to deliver my soul to them. Set off to go seven miles, through a dreary road and deep swamps, to Callaway's. Came in about seven o'clock, and found liberty as soon as I came. God has a people in these rude wastes. I expect to go, after preaching, to the seaside. FRIDAY 7 About three days ago I was moved to pray for good weather, when I saw what a condition we should be in. There is a change in the weather. I have peace this morning, and my heart is lifted up to God in thankfulness. An appearance of good weather. Blessed be God. Though, when the weather was so uncomfortable, I was tempted to murmur. Lord, pardon me in this also. Surely what the Lord does is right, whether he does it against a single person or to a whole nation. Preached at Calloway's on Second Peter 3.18, and was blessed. There were about fifty souls, an attentive, feeling people. After preaching, I rode thirty miles to the seaside. There met Brother Gerritsen, confident that God had, in a vision of the night, sanctified him. Saturday 8. Went to the sea and bathed, though cold, and then rode about nine miles from Evans's to Gray's. Our quarterly meeting began. I preached on Romans 5, 6, 7, and had liberty. The Baptists show their enmity, and go from house to house persuading weak people to be dipped, and not to hear the Methodists, and they bring their preachers in our absence. End of section 36. Recording by Brian Keenan.